Well, praise the Lord. This is January the 16th of 2014. My name is Michael Basham for another Spirit Report. And boy, do we have a lot to report. I have been very privileged to speak with a lot of my brethren the last few days. Many Christian brethren and sistren face to face, which I very, very seldom do get to do. And my heart is full to bursting. I am very, very encouraged and inspired, and I have no clue where to begin. In fact, I think it's going to take a few more days for me to sort out the things that I've been shown in the last few days, because when I talk to people that were a part of the family, the children of God, I am blown away by the things that God is doing in their lives, and then when I step away from those men and women, by the just the sense of God's strategy in these days, and the way that he is mobilizing his troops and moving forward his kingdom in just the lives and uh, worlds of each individual and it's no longer a feeling of like who belongs to what group or because some of these people that I'm talking about they're not even really I, I would say they've never been a part of the group the family you know they're just normal Christians just people that are following God on their own and you know I believe that the children of David and what it means to be a child of David and if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's just a long story, another story, which I can go into detail about later. But just being filled with the Spirit and living your life by faith, God brings people into your life and gives you missions, and you just find yourself involved in all kinds of different important things without your even knowing about it most of the time. Most people are waiting for the kingdom of God to just show up on the earth in some big, showy, explosive, miracle-filled way. And they forget about all the little things, you know, the putting your pants on one leg at a time and, you know, eating a healthy breakfast and just living your life and all the little things that you do, you know. And all of us are imperfect and human and, and God is right there with you no matter what you're doing in your life. And so I'm talking about those kind of Christians that are, you know, that I meet that are going to work and just doing their normal thing. But, but when you talk to a whole bunch of them personally, you just see the demographic, the demographic of how God is using them and pushing them into new, uh, new areas. And um, gosh, I need to be more specific here. Ah, well. Okay, well, here's the deal. I'm going to try to interview about five or six different individuals who I would say are, are very inspiring, positive people who are living at different um, gauges in their faith, I guess, and uh, but are all Christians. And um, I'm going to try to just interview them and put their audios up here. And they are of different countries, cultures, backgrounds, languages. And uh, hopefully they'll speak in their own home languages. That would be pretty cool. And we'll, we'll see what happens. So that's what I'm going to do. 
And with that, I shall break forth into this Mo letter called War Boom Bust Economy. It's relatively short, and yet it is full of wisdom for today because we're seeing the United States government still trying to push a war with Syria and continually being humbled just again and again and rightly so because it is a very evil thing that men would try to start a war for money for profit <clears throat> and the illustration of this the picture on the YouTube video should make it pretty clear but in case you're just listening to the audio and you don't see the picture it's a big businessman sitting on his desk with tons of money on his desk on the side from where explosions are happening and the explosions are turning into cash and falling onto his desk and he's got an American flag behind him and uh, the explosions of course are being caused by soldiers and the soldiers are coming from homes where um, men are being forced to go and join the army those men and women are uh, coming from factories and jobs in the in the economy that are making money and then sending their kids off to war <coughs> whoa just dropped something and wow <laughs> action-packed episode so that's the picture but it's it's amazing how just a picture can almost carry the entire message here so let's let's read through this this is only a few paragraphs alright and you don't need to know all the news to understand this concept but just so you know this is happening today too okay here we go paragraph one it says war calls for an increase of factory output weapons etc factory increase means more workers being hired and paid. This means more people have more money to buy products of all other industries, which are idols. This increase in jobs and spending is a boom. But this increase in money leads to inflation. Inflation is when the value of the dollar drops, or the amount of things it can buy drops. It is the old law of supply and demand. When something is scarce, people value it more. When something is plentiful, its value drops. The boom is good for the poor man and workers except pensioners and those with fixed incomes because even though the money is not as valuable, at least he has something. The boom is when we have a time of plenty of money and everyone has got some, even though its value is less because everyone is involved in jobs to produce weapons of war and other jobs to provide idols that this increased working force will buy. Now the businessman, of course, is making profits from all this buying and selling. Hmm. He makes billions of paper dollars, but those paper dollars have lost some of their value because of the great circulation of them. They are so plentiful, people value them less, spend more, and are willing to pay higher prices. So the dollars buy less. The loss in value comes from the fact that the sellers of commodities can ask higher prices for their things because they know that with all this money around, some sucker's gonna buy their wares. This is inflation. More money for less product. It is a seller's market. 
The opposite, deflation, is when money is in only a few hands. This is when the sellers have to compete for the favor of a few buyers by dropping their prices to lure him to their place. This is a buyer's market. The money is actually more valuable in such a case because less of it buys the same. The merchant with his billions of paper dollars from the boom knows that each one of those dollars would be worth more if less people had money to spend. So he lowers the circulation of paper dollars by calling up the king, who in turn calls up the captain of war and tells him to stop fighting the captain of war, uh, to stop fighting. The captain of war has no more use for rockets, planes, bombs, tanks, jeep, army, clothes, boot, boats, bullets, 3.2 beer, and all the multitude of things necessary to fight a war. The merchant stops his assembly lines, and the slaves are sent home, and the paychecks stop. The other industries that don't make war equipment soon stop making idols because the slaves of the war industries have no paychecks to buy their idols with. This starts a chain reaction that even goes as far as the manufacturing of necessities, food, clothes, houses, etc., who have to stop producing necessities now because the slaves of both war and idol factories have no paychecks. So everyone is broke and starving, but the merchant is happy because the value of each one of his paper dollars is increasing because they became so scarce to, and buy more at lower prices. People will give up their houses and cars just to get their hands on a little money. The money is now worth a lot more because of its scarcity. This is a bust, recession, or depression. This eventually ends with most of the people selling their possessions for a little money, and the big merchant ends up with everything. Genesis 47.20 Of course, there's always the chance of a state revolt at this point, which is a revolution. So, and then there's a pretty um, elaborate comic after that, which I will hopefully post somewhere. But um, it's just showing how the whole thing is controlled. And, you know, if, if you don't understand this stuff, it's it's not that important. It's just, you know, I mean, the majority don't even understand how to, to, their, how to tie their shoelaces. Or to tie their shoelaces. How to tie their shoelaces. And you just understand that the whole war thing, it's just about money. And once you understand that, then you can start breaking out of the matrix. So, the merchant takes the straws off the camel's back by having the king open up some soup lines and even a WPA scene, government work projects. Sometimes it is cheaper to keep the slaves in line by giving them a few crumbs than it is to contain them with firepower, police guards, etc. A few soup lines are cheaper to maintain than an armed occupation force. You know, this is true. And I, I've heard recently that as soon as the population has to pay more than half of their salary on food, you have a revolution. So the, the people in charge are usually pretty smart not to let things get that far. Otherwise they have to just pull out full martial law just to enforce, you know, starving people that need food, um, keeping them under control. Okay. But the quickest way out of severe depression is of course to start another war which is what we see the states do now in 2014. This completes the cycle by opening the war factories, which puts enough money on the street. 
for the idle factories and manufacturers of, manufacturers of necessities to start producing and selling again. This is the method by which the poor members of the beast must support the whore. Revelation 17, 7 and 18. Come out of her. Revelation 18, 4. But the Vietnam War is manifesting a peculiar phenomenon. By the way, this is a letter from 1970. So it's amazing how relevant this is today. About 44 years later, exactly. The threat of revolution is so impending and well advanced that the powers that be, business, politics, and armed forces, are aware that a recession would set it off. They know that a few soup lines and lying promises won't be enough to hold back a revolution in the event of a recession, which would be inevitable if the war ceased. They are also aware that their present policy of feeding the youth of the nation into the war machine, Moloch Phase 2, Jeremiah 32-35, is also fuel for agitating the revolutionary element. So either way, trouble. But the warmongers are pulling a fast one this time. They are trying to pull a compromise by replacing the American soldiers with South Vietnamese and keeping the war running to maintain the sick economy. So big business continues to produce war toys well lubricated with the blood of human sacrifices as usual. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Man. I mean, Mo, you know, dad, David Berg, was gone. And this has come out in later times. I mean, you listen to Douglas Dietrich and his exposition of the Vietnam War, and it's blatantly about human sacrifice. The Vietnam War, and this is amazing that I'm listening to the Rambo soundtrack, reading this just by coincidence. Jerry Goldsmith, man. Good. Go on YouTube, look up the Rambo soundtrack. The first one. Very good music. Anyway. The, the, the greatest generation, in my opinion, was the Vietnam War generation of America. That time was, was the men and women that were searching truth. And you know what the United States did to that generation? They sacrificed them into the war machine. They burned them alive and they just killed as many Christians and good people, good hungry for the truth kind of searchers, people that would make great Christians, and a lot of them really do that I meet on a regular basis the, the people that I've met that are formerly part of the children of God these are the kind of people that have changed the world in their humble little way in their sweet way of seeking God and sharing God with others and the Vietnam War was nothing but a big sacrifice to that generation I mean talking a big sacrifice okay so anyway that was cool but the sacrifices are now coming from another nation to take the heat off back here. It looks like the Vietnamese flower children have been elected to be the cannon fodder that handles the diabolical war toys of the death cult's genocidal economy. It looks like the death triangle has weaseled its way out of an impossible situation, but they made a mistake. They forgot God. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. God knew about the child sacrifice game a long time ago. Ezekiel 16 and 23. The atrocious effects of the death triangle, war, business, politics, cannot be stopped by ordinary revolutionary activity. The power of the death triangle is a spiritual origin. The physical, I'm sorry, 
and it must be fought on a spiritual level. 2 Corinthians 10.4 The physical system is only a, a symptom of the real sickness, which is the spiritual underworld that rules the physical world. Ephesians 6.12 If you really wish to be among those who conquer and destroy these evils once and for all, join us as we employ the most powerful weapon in the universe, Hebrews 4.12, to destroy the works of the devil, 1 John 3.8 and war a good warfare, 1 Timothy 1.18, for the time is at hand, Revelation 1.3. <laughs> so cool to just throw Bible verses in there, let other people look them up, and it's a good practice. People should look up the Bible verses themselves, and uh, when you do that, it's, it's more personal, and God can talk to you personally. But, um, you know, just so you know, these, these Mo letters that I'm reading here, this is, uh, these are old, but they're, they're just so pertinent for today. And things that are happening in our world on an international level. And this is for you if you care about what's happening in the world. If you're not just wrapped up in your own little life with your own little problems. And I'm speaking from experience because I experience big problems in my little life. But when I realize my life is pretty little, then I realize those problems aren't so big either. And you you just get step outside your little box, man, your little house, and just start caring about people out there and realize the way things are. And the way things are is tough and rough. And um, I think that we, we can love our neighbor more through knowing what he's going through, you know. Who is my neighbor, you know? Good Samaritan story. But uh, nowadays, we have the ability to learn a lot more than just uh, just what, what's going on with the Joneses down the street. So, you know, use this technology for good. Let's start a revolution and do what you can. You know, I'm just one human being, but so are you. And then there's six billion, seven billion more. And we can, we can if we all speak up about what we believe is true... And if we can find modes of agreement with each other, we can take over the world. And the Lord is going to take over the world through us. The kingdom of God is in you. But he is going to show up in the physical and take things over in the end time. We just, we have to fight now. So, hallelujah. There we go. I'm going to go to bed. It's about 3 o'clock in the morning here. So, wonder... I wonder how this is coming through. Sorry, this is very candid. Unscripted. Uh, the only thing that was prepared tonight was just the Mo letter. So, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, and may we wage a good warfare for Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Bye.